Hello, welcome to the L3 Podcast, a podcast production of the Michigan Ministry Network designed and focused to help ministers and church leaders live healthy lives, lead thriving churches, and launch into the communities around them. I'm your host, Aaron Halavin, and we're excited to be with you today. Well, I am excited today to have a great friend, leader, uh, ministry partner, uh, Christy Demoff. Christy, welcome to the L3 Podcast. Wow, thanks, Aaron. It is so great to be here with you and the Michigan Network family. Yeah, it's awesome to have you here. And today our subject matter is going to be talking about uh, the balance of ministry and parenting, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. is a, a unique thing, how to protect your kids from ugly in ministry and how to create a love for ministry within your own yeah. home. But before we do that, take just a moment and share a little bit about what you're doing in ministry. Uh, celebrate the good things of God. We want to know about you, not just what you know to teach us. So tell us a little That's bit about awesome. what's happening. Um pretty crazy. Kurt and I have been in ministry for 34 years, full-time ministry, married 33 years. We've got two sons. They're adults, one married, one getting married, two daughter-in-laws, which I love, a whole new season of life. As far as ministry, we've been at uh, Bridgewood Church uh, for the past 20 years, started it, launched it, love it, got a second campus. Um, We've just celebrated the 20 years together. As far as me on staff, yeah. I do a little bit of everything. Yeah. My main role, I do our social media, our marketing, website, right. design, all that stuff. Lead our women's ministry, play keys, anything that's needed. Publicly I speak. Publicly speak. You're great Love speaker. to teach, love to share. Yeah. Love it. And and a partner with Kurt. Yep. You know, uh, I know Kurt might hold the title of lead pastor, but we know you pastor together. Yeah. And uh, uh, you guys are both pastoring Bridgewood. And, and, you know, Bridgewood is a thriving, growing, healthy church that mm, reaches its community. Um, I'm just so thankful for the way that you embraced your community through tragedy. Yes. And uh, it's brought glory to the Lord, even mm-hmm. though it's been a very difficult uh, season for the Oxford and surrounding communities. Uh, but I want to talk about ministry. You know, I'm a pastor's kid, grew up in a home. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents uh, were amazing parents. Uh, I didn't have a bad experience in ministry. And I find a lot of pastoral kids, missionary kids, either love ministry or they don't. True. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be one or the other. There's not a lot of middle ground there. Uh, uh, but I, before we talk about that, I think it's important for us to pause and just ask you, what do you love about ministry? I think that's such a great question because we don't celebrate what we love about ministry enough, especially as leaders when we get together. We often talk about the hard side. So I was one of those weird kids that dreamed of being a pastor's wife growing up. Like I thought that was going to be my vocation, (laughs) couldn't wait, just have people over my house all the time, tell people about Jesus. It was going to be awesome. Now I'm 34 years into it, and I can look back with a little bit more experience and realize the valleys we walk through, the mountains we've climbed, the victories we shared. I love ministry. I love it. And for me, if I could describe ministry, I would say it's both beautiful and and brutal. Yeah. And, and like they're married together and that's okay. Right. Right. I mean, it's hard. There are days. Yes. I want to quit. Yes. There are days. I don't think I have the capacity for what I'm doing, but it's so beautiful because I get to do eternal things. Yeah. Ooh, say that again. I get to do it. I I get to do something that has eternal significance. Yeah. I get to be on the front row of people's life. I get invited into the hardest moments, the best moments. I get to do it with my husband. Yeah. 
I'm stretched beyond what I ever thought I could have imagined that I could do for the kingdom of God. So it all leads me back to Jesus every single time. I love it. I love that. And I love that. And we need to, pastors, ministry leaders, missionaries who are listening to this, may we start a revolution of talking about what's right with ministry. That's right. I think if we get focused on what's right, we'll have the energy to fix what's wrong. That's so good. But way too often we're drained in ministry because all we're focusing on is what's wrong. That's so Christy, right. thanks for reminding of us, reminding us of that. How, how has your family uh, been involved in serving in ministry together from, from the time your kids were little to, uh, of course, you've had a story of foster yeah. care that's led yeah. to adoption and just the amazing ex- extra things you've walked through in life as a family. But how have you served in ministry together? Uh, what, what have you loved about serving in ministry alongside your family? Man, it's been such an awesome privilege. Our journey into parenting was different than most because yeah. we fostered for four years and then adopted. So right. that was a whole pastoring, fostering at the same time. That's a whole story in and yes. of itself. And we all know the foster care system is perfect. Right, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> You're right. But we're on the other end where our kids are adult now, and both of our kids are in full-time ministry. Right. But I have to tell you, Erin, that having them part of full-time ministry was never the expectation or never the goal of us pastoring. But we did know that God had placed them in our home. Sure. I knew that I wanted to be in ministry. I felt that call. I made the decision. Kurt felt the call. He made the decision. Our kids don't get that decision. That's right. Right. They like just have to, they're born into it. Or in our case, they were placed into it. Yeah. And ministry is great, but ministry can be that great separator. That's true. Right? Separator between husband and wife, separator Mm. between parents and kids. Ministry gets the best. They get the leftovers, the nature, the demands of ministry. It just can separate us. And so early on for us, we really decided we wanted to be a family on mission. I love that. Family on mission. Our kids were placed in our home for a reason, and they needed to be raised in our home experiencing ministry with us. And so with that mindset, we just really thought that, hey, being a pastor's kid, that's not who they are. Right. Being a pastor kid is actually training ground for Mm. who they're going to become. I love that. Yeah. And we've really seen that walk out and play out in their lives. You know, I, I used to tell our church for all of our pastor's kids, not just my own daughters, I used to tell the church, they're just kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love what you said. Pastor kids, missionary kids, anybody's yep. child in ministry, that's not their identity. It's not. Their identity has to be in Jesus, but it is a training ground. Yeah. I would even say not even just for ministry, but training ground for success in life. Absolutely. I think pastor's kids know how to navigate human relationships and dynamics mm-hmm. at a different level than maybe some kids don't. And mm-hmm. so uh, to all the pastor's kids, PKs and MKs out we there, just you. know, we love you. We yes. think you're amazing. Uh, it's exciting. How have you navigated pastoring and parenting at the same time? It is a, it is a unique thing. I, I know that when um, uh, I first went on a date with my wife, my uh, mother-in-law uh, at the time was just her mom, uh, who became my mother-in-law, she said to my wife as she was walking out there, don't mess this up. That's the pastor's son. Yeah. Okay. Right. And yeah. so you see these mm-hmm. pressures that you don't Outside even create yeah, that yeah. are just there. How, how did you guys navigate the pastoring side and the parenting side? And, and maybe it all morphs in together. You know, how did you protect them from the ugly mm-hmm. and how did you cultivate um, just an encourage a love for the church, for people. Uh, it's kind of a three-part question. Right. And yeah. so I'll, I'll repeat that. How did you balance pastoring and parenting? How did you protect them from the ugly? And how did you encourage them to the good? 
such a good question. It's a loaded question. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a lot of tension in that because pastoring is demanding. Parenting is demanding. Absolutely. So then you marry them together and there's that pressure, that tension almost daily as a mom. Yeah. I felt that every day, am I showing up for my family? Mm-hmm. Am I messing them up? Yeah. You know, are they going to turn out okay? Am I doing everything right? As a pastor's wife, yeah. man, the expectations of people, the responsibilities there. Have I served the people that God has entrusted to me well? Right. So I think it's really important to acknowledge that tension, yeah. that there is a tension between pastoring and parenting. Yeah. And we've got to pay attention to that tension because that tension is actually going to help us define what matters? Oh, that's great. What matters most in parenting? What matters most in pastoring? And so for me, when it comes to parenting and pastoring, I have to remember that my kids deserve me. Oh, that's good. I'm not pastor mom. Yeah. I'm mom. Oh, I love that, Christy. That's so They good. should receive their rightful place in our family. They should never feel in competition with the ministry or second place to the ministry. Now, this doesn't mean they're the center of my universe. Correct. Like I have a mission. I have a call on my life. They need to see me walk that out. They need to see me step into that no matter how easy or hard that is. But they are my primary ministry. Yeah. So how we handle that tension of pastoring and parenting just is really critical. So Mm. for Kurt and I, I think that we really tried to be intentional about shaping the view Ooh. we wanted to have our kids to have about ministry. Oh, I love Really that. important to know, like, how do we want them to see? What lens do we want them to see? Do we want them to see ministry as a place where there's all these high expectations that they're never going to meet, right. that they're going to be second place to? Or do we say, you know what? Home is home. Yeah. Ministry is ministry. Right. They're going to blend. They're going to overlap, but you have a safe place at home. You, right. You're our kids. Right. So even simple things like at church when they were younger, they always had the right to come up to us and talk to us. Right. Now, they couldn't just interrupt and scream. Like, we had boundaries like place sure. your hand. Yeah. If it's really important, yeah. you know, do this, tap me here. You know, they knew that they were just giving them tools. Right. And I think there's that other pressure as a pastor's family that you want your kids, you have this expectation, you want your kids to behave well. Right. Please act right. Please act yeah, right. Please, yeah. You know, people are looking at you and they're judging me. Right, right. Man, that's unfair. Right. That's unfair. They're kids. Right. And we got to give them a safe place to be a kid. And so right. for me, that was some self-talk that I had to mm-hmm. walk through and say, you know what? It's okay if I get embarrassed by them. Yeah. Because they're just figuring it out. Right. And I got to give them the space to work that out. The pressure without having to pretend that they're perfect. That's awesome. Um, how do we protect them from the hard things? Yeah. Oh, man. That's hard to do. That's Sometimes a- they, they know more than we think they know. Yeah. I asked my kids what was the best part about ministry. What were some of the worst parts? Yeah. And I thought it was really cool. The best part they said was, we loved being part of the team. Oh, okay. So, man, I was like, yeah, you get it. You're on mission with us. Like, you feel that, you own that, you love that. They said the expectation of people was hard. Yeah. Sometimes the expectation of us was hard. Yeah. So we'll own up to that. We've been there too. Yep. And I thought it was also interesting that they said, seeing people hurt us hurt them. Mm. And sometimes I didn't really realize the impact of the weight of ministry yeah. has on our kids. Like I'm willing 
to pay the price for the gospel, right. to lay my life. That's what I've given my life for. But to your be kids hurt. didn't choose this, right? They didn't choose this, but right. my babies, right? Having them suffer because we're pastors. Yeah. But I knew they would because that's they're on mission with us. So that's all of it. Yeah. Being a pastor's kid, ministry kid really means getting that backstage pass to the messy side of ministry. So I think really for me, the big key was invite them on the journey without making them carry the burden of the journey. Right. Not putting that pressure. They were part, but they didn't have to carry the journey. We were careful what we shared in front of them. Right. Talk through those expectations. Right. People had expectations of them. I had one, one wonderful member of our church family text my son, telling him he better act right. He'd made he'd messed up, yeah. right? He just messed up. Yeah. So she, you better act right. You don't mess this up for your parents. Ugh. Just ranting on and yeah. on to him, and and he was like, "What am I supposed to do this?" I'm like, "You don't have to carry that. Right. You're human. Yeah. My, my job is to teach you to run back to Jesus. It's right. not to please." Sister so and so. That's good. Yeah. You know, so that's maybe a couple things that helped us navigate that. And you know, as a as a pastor's kid myself, you know, there were things I knew that were happening that my parents didn't know. They were still careful and I still carried it. And I remember when I was about uh eighteen, I remember telling my parents, you know, I knew about this one situation that was happening and and I remember for a while I think it affected the way I lived because Mm. I thought the church was fragile. I thought the church so I thought it would fall apart if one person was upset and it probably took me a while, even into my years of ministry to gain yeah. that confidence that mm-hmm. it was really God's church, yeah. that it wasn't managed. So to all the, the parents out there, I think one of the things that Christy's saying, and she didn't say it this way, but it's all in everything she said is when your kids are going through stuff, check in on them, you yeah. know, ask yeah. them, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. What should you carry? What shouldn't you carry? That's exactly. not yours to carry that. You might not even understand what you're perceiving is not even the full story. Mm-hmm. And, and I learned this from even my wife, when I would have a, a disgruntled uh, congregant, I'd have a meeting with that person. I'd come home and tell her it's good, but she never got to be in the room to actually feel it was yep, good. Right. And so she would trust me that it was good, but she would mm-hmm. carry that feeling of, are we good until she had interactions and your kids feel the same thing. They and do. so Christy, as, as a mom, uh, how do you, what would you encourage uh, moms and dads about how to initiate a conversation with a, with your child just to check in every so often. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Without making them feel something's wrong. Yeah. How would you navigate? What advice would you give if you uh, to help your kids learn to process that so they don't do what I did, bottle it up inside of themselves until they were 18 and then finally just said, I, this was bothering me mm-hmm. and it affected me into my adulthood. How do you initiate those conversations in healthy ways with your kids? Well, I think it's really important it's so fun when my kids were younger, they knew when we were going through something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the tone of our voice, but all of a sudden Kurt and I would start talking about some situation yep. and they would they would all of a sudden come in the other oh, room. Absolutely. They they want to know what's going on. So it does affect them. Yeah. So acknowledging, yeah, what happens when so-and-so walks out the door yeah. and their friend walks out the door or people are saying bad stuff about their parents. Like, right. So I think it's really important that we give them the truth that they can handle that's good. and that's manageable for them. 
when I think about handing a six-year-old a 48 count of water bottles. Not going to happen. Too heavy for them. Yeah, right. They don't need to know all that. Right. But maybe they can handle one bottle. Right. And they need to process that. They need to talk it through. So right. daily conversations. When your kid is part of the mission, right. they feel the mission. Mm -hmm. So acknowledging that and joining in the joy, celebrating together, but yeah. also having those conversations and how did that affect you? This is what's happening. This is how we're processing. This is God's church. It's not ours. We're not in charge of the outcome. Right. You know, we're just going to walk through it. I think teaching them that uh, anger doesn't do you any good. That's, and yes. it's better to, to give grace. Yeah. And to let go. Know what's yours to carry. Knows what's yours to let go. If you want grace for yourself, offer grace lavishly yeah. to other people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. For sure. What, what, what advice would you give... Um, Moms and dads are going to be listening to this. We have one of my big prayer focuses on a daily basis is the prodigals of our pastors yes. and missionaries. I, uh, ministry leaders, it, it breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, growing up as a PK, I had other PK friends who no longer serve the Lord and yeah. their parents long and grieve and they have questions. They wonder, did we yeah. make a mistake and all those things. If a parent is listening to this and they're in a season where their child is rejecting faith, rejecting God, reject, rejecting church, but maybe mm -hmm. not God, rejecting mm -hmm. ministry, but maybe maybe not church, I, you know, all of that, uh, and they're heartbroken and they're mm -hmm. listening to this and they're feeling overwhelmed, they're, they've got questions, what, what advice would you give to parents on how to navigate that season of questions? My heart breaks. Yeah. It's actually pretty personal to me, Aaron, because yeah. my brother and I grew up in a pastor's home. Right. My dad was a pastor. I loved everything about ministry. Right. My brother did not. Right. My brother ran from the church as hard and as fast as he could right. for 20 years. Mm. He'd wanted nothing to do with it. And how could it be that two kids in the same home with yeah. the same parents have two completely different reactions to what they experience. Right. And um, we've had a lot of conversations. Sure. Now my brother's back, loves the Lord, Good. serving the Lord. Um, but that journey for him was, it was a lot of church hurt. Sure. Honestly, yeah. what he saw didn't match up maybe with some of the stuff that was happening personally. Right. Um, he wanted to explore, wasn't given the freedom to explore. So, you know, I would just encourage my parents just always fully just loved them. Yeah. We love the prodigals. Right. We love them. Right. We don't condemn them. We don't, we're not embarrassed by them. Like, right. don't be embarrassed. Your kid is exploring. They're on the journey to yeah. giving them grace to be on the journey, yeah. knowing that God is relentlessly pursuing them. He put them in your home for a reason. Right. He's not going to abandon you because you, you know, gave your life to, to the call of ministry. Right. Your kids are not going to be sacrificed at the altar of right. ministry. Right. So he's after them. He's for them. Just want to encourage every parent out there that's struggling with it. I know it's hard. It is. It is. You know, I heartbreaking. My, uh, my mom not too long ago passed away. And, um, one of the things that I learned from her and her passing, uh, I came in the room one day and she said, uh, what are you reading? She, she was barely talking at this mm -hmm. point. It was fragment. What, you know, what you reading? And I told her the book I was reading. She says, no, from the Bible. I said, Oh, okay. So I told her that. And then I just sat next to her and I just listened to her singing, uh, your goodness is running after mm, it's and wow. she just was quietly singing your goodness. And, and I had this thought, you know, the goodness of God does chase us, it does, but it will catch us. Mm. And it's not just in that song. That song's amazing. 
and it meant so much to our family. Every time we hear it, it's emotional for me because of mm-hmm. my mom's love for that. Uh, but I, I can tell you that I think in that moment, I watched my mom and I realized that the goodness of God had caught her. And I, that's what I'm praying wow. for our I prodigal kids and for our pastor's kids. Even the kids who still love church are in church and are yeah. serving. I'm praying this prayer. May the goodness of God catch them. Yes. Not just I run after them, but catch them yes. and overwhelm them and envelop them. And, and, uh, and I love, I love pastor's kids. I love missionary kids. You do too. too. You are one. We get it. it. We're on yes. the same page. Totally. Uh, so when your kids are going through that, um, the advice of Christy, and I would add to that as well, have those conversations. Don't quit praying. Mm-hmm. They're going to go through journeys. Doesn't mean God's abandoned them. He's mm-hmm. chasing them, but let's pray together that the goodness of God catches them. I love that. Envelops them and surrounds so them. Christy, anything else you want to share with us about this journey of kids and parenting and ministry? Um, I think I, I I love that we get to parent and pastor. Yeah. I love that privilege. It's challenging for sure, but I think if we're parenting, just keep the end goal in mind. That's good. You know, we don't raise our kids in ministry so they can be perfect. We don't raise our kids in ministry because they're going to be better or holier or anything. Right. We raise our kids so that when they mess up yeah. and when they fall short, they know who to run to. Absolutely. When they run from God, they know that that he's going to leave the 99 yeah. and he's going to chase after them. So right. they will know that unconditional love of the father and they'll love others around them like that because our home has been more than a song and a sermon. Right. Oh, that's Come good. Come on. Our homes have Ooh. to be a place that replicates God's love for us, yeah. his unconditional presence. Our home has to be a training ground for preparing them for their God-given destiny. It's a training ground for man when this cruel world comes up against them, they've got some something to fall back right. on, a solid foundation that they can stand. So, man, I don't want to sacrifice my kids for the altar of ministry, right. but I believe that ministry can empower my kids yeah. in an incredible way that I couldn't even imagine. I love it. You know, we're, we don't really raise kids. We raise adults. True. Uh, they're kids yeah. when we parent them, but we raise adults. And I think that's what you're saying. Live with that end in mind that yeah. the story's not over in their teens. That's right. Even in their twenties, yep. like your brother, mm-hmm. you know, that's it, right. the story's not over in any of those things. And, and we're just believing for that. Christy, would you uh, close us out by praying for our MKs, our yeah. PKs. Would you just pray for them and pray for the parents to have um, a new sense of, of, of God's blessing in their life while they do this. Would you do that for us? Awesome. Lord, we are so grateful for the incredible privilege that we get to love you. We get to serve you. We get to be in ministry for you, on mission for you. And God, we, you've entrusted us with so much. Yeah. God, we're thankful for every single family in the Michigan Ministry Network. We're thankful for every pastor. We're thankful for every mom, every dad, every pastor's kid. God, what gifts they are to this community. God, Mm. they're on mission for you. So, Lord, we pray right now that you will give them direction. You will give them your blessing. You will equip them, God, for the challenges that they're going to face as parents, the the things that they're going to navigate through with their kids. We pray for our kids, the questions they have, the things that they have to walk through with their parents. Lord, would you cover them? Would your blessing be upon them? Lord, that we would be truly a family on mission for you. We pray for every prodigal, that Mm. they would be found by you as you chase after, your goodness goes after them them, Lord. I pray for every discouraged parent out there 
that just feels that they've blown it or feel feel how do I how do I pastor well and parent well? God, we pray that you would just equip them for the journey that you have placed within them. Yes, in Jesus. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Christy, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being a part of this. And uh, thanks for being so open, real, and so wise. This has been a blessing. And I, I know it'll bless, it's blessed me as a parent. Right. And I'm sure it will bless our pastors and ministers. Thanks for being on the podcast. Just so great to be here with you. Thanks. Thank you for joining the L3 podcast. We pray that it has been beneficial to both you and your ministry. If you would like to know more about the Michigan Ministry Network, please feel free to visit mmn.ag.